Hi there. I'm Father Patrick, and this is our podcast for college Catholics. Thank you for joining me today. Through the sacraments of initiation, that is, baptism, confirmation, and communion, we receive the life of sanctifying grace. However, because of original sin, we have a certain weakness, what we call the debris of sin. Original sin has wounded our nature. It hasn't completely corrupted it, as Luther would have said, but it did create a sort of disorder in our being. Before original sin, our passions follow the direction of our will, and our will follow the dictates of our reason. However, original sin turned that sort of upside down. The passions, the passions now rebel against the will, and the will tries to sway the reason to make it think as it wishes, and not according to truth. Because of this, because of original sin, that is, with us from the moment of conception, we are inclined to think wrongly, and we're inclined to desire what is against what is good, and against the law of God. So our soul is now naturally wounded, we could say. I mean, naturally, because in reality, this is the fruit of the sin of Adam and Eve. And because of that, we all need spiritual healing from the moment of conception. If we have the best of intentions, even if we try as hard as we can, we can't avoid sinning always. As the book of Proverbs says, chapter 24, verse 16, a righteous man falls seven times a day. So sacred scripture acknowledges that even a virtuous person can fall seven, several times each day. So how much more you and I? As the Catechism says in number 1420, now we carry the life of grace in earthen vessels, quoting 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We are still in our earthly tent, says the Catechism, subject to suffering, illness, and death. This life of grace can be weakened and even lost by sin. So that's a Catechism to there. So our Lord knows that in your path toward salvation and holiness, even when you try your best, you may fail to stay on the right path and fall into sin and vice. This is why Jesus Christ instituted the sacraments that provide healing for our soul. They help you get back on track. They heal the wounds of sin and strengthen you little by little to stay and persevere in the path toward holiness, to which we are all called. So the Catechism also says, number 1421, Jesus Christ, the physician of our souls and bodies, who forgave the sins of the paralytic and restored him to bodily health, has willed that his church continue his work of healing and salvation. So the sacraments of healing are penance or confession and anointing of the sick. So in this episode, we will talk about the sacrament of penance or confession. It is also called the sacrament of reconciliation. So let me tell you a little bit about the life of an incredible priest whose life and ministry revolved around the sacrament of confession. St. John Vianney lived in France from 1786 to 1859. And the French Revolution started in 1789 and went on for several years. So among other things, the revolutionaries 
persecuted the church and tried to eliminate the practice of the Catholic faith and especially the priesthood. In that environment, St. John Vianney was appointed parish priest of Ars from 1818 to his death on 1859. Ars was a small town near Lyon in southeastern France. And at the time, people didn't know where Ars was because it was so small that it wasn't, some say, it wasn't even in the maps. However, through his prayers, his personal sacrifices, through the ministry of preaching, and most especially through long hours hearing confessions and absolving sins, St. John Vianney changed a town which was notorious for its lack of faith into a place that became a pilgrimage destination. Even in the thick of the winter months, he would spend 11 to 12 hours a day hearing confessions. People from all over France came to confess their sins and receive spiritual advice from this simple priest. And because of this, the whole town, and to some extent, much of France, was changed for the better. Even the devil once spoke to him through a possessed woman and said that if there were three, like St. John Vianney, his kingdom, the devil's kingdom, would be destroyed. So there's no question in my mind that the amount of people that were released from the bonds of mortal sin, thanks to the sacrament of confession, had a lot to do with that statement from the devil. So let us look a little bit at some elements of the sacrament of confession. The forgiveness of sins is a right or prerogative exclusive to God. In other words, only God can forgive sins. This is because a sin is a deliberate action of one of us, of a man, a human being, by which we break the law of God and offend God directly. Therefore, the only one who can actually forgive that action, that sinful action, is God himself. However, God is all-powerful, and he could, and indeed he does, delegate this power to some men chosen by him, so that they may absolve sins in the name of God. The forgiveness of all our personal sins, and especially the forgiveness of original sin, is granted by God through the sacrament of baptism. So in baptism, both original sin and all our personal sins are forgiven. And this is an incredible gift of God, right? To have all our sins forgiven. However, it is part of our human experience that we continue to fall into sin, right? We, we are baptized, we're all cleaned up, but then we continue to fall into sin. St. John, the evangelist, writes in his first letter, chapter 1, verse 8, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now, the problem is that once we're baptized, we can't receive baptism again. So we can't ba receive baptism twice, so to speak, so as to erase our past sins, right? So there are several ways through which we can obtain forgiveness of sins. For example, an act of contrition, or the use of holy water with devotion, or attending holy mass, again, with devotion and desire to ask forgiveness for our sins, and so forth. But these uh, ways grant the forgiveness of venial sins, or sins that are uh, light, let's say. However, the for, for the forgiveness of mortal sins after baptism, the only ordinary way established by God 
to be assured, right, of the forgiveness of mortal sins is the sacrament of confession. And that is what God does through the Catholic priests. So now I understand that for many people there might be a little bit of controversy about the sacrament of confession. Part of it may be because after the Protestant Reformation, many opponents of the Catholic Church have tried to give the impression that the sacrament of confession was a way the Church invented so as to control, so to speak, the consciences of people, merely for human power. Now, on the other hand, part of this uh, controversy, let's say, or concern about the sacrament of confession is because it is very difficult to have to say one's sins to a human being. And it seems easier to say that, quote-unquote, like, I can do my confession directly to God and he will forgive my sins. So today, uh, I'll try to answer, uh, in part at least, uh, these concerns. And uh, later, in a later episode, I will go a little bit more in depth into the sacrament itself. So as for the first concern, let me clarify that the sacrament of penance was clearly not invented by men, neither by the apostles nor their followers. None of them came up with this idea. Like all the other seven sacraments, the sacrament of reconciliation was directly instituted by our Lord Jesus Christ. He gave clear witness of this after he rose from the dead. Right on the day he, uh, uh, the day after his resurrect, the day of his resurrection. Sorry, he appeared to his apostles and said to them. Uh, we read this in John chapter twenty, verse twenty-two: "Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained." So this power to forgive sins in the name of God was given to the apostles and through them to their successors. That is all those who received the Catholic ministerial priesthood from them. So as far as uh, asking oneself, why should I say my sins to a priest when I can obtain forgiveness directly from God, I would say the following. First of all, God doesn't need to use men as instruments in order to forgive sins. He doesn't need any sacrament whatsoever to give his grace to, to us. However, he chooses to use men as instruments of his grace. This, of course, is a mystery of divine mercy, right? That we will only understand completely when we reach heaven and see God and understand with perfection the decisions he made to bring about our salvation. Why he did these things? Well, we don't know exactly, right? He knows better than we do. However, I can say that it seems very wise for God to use these visible instruments to give his graces to us. These visible, audible instruments, these sense-perceptible instruments, the sacraments, help us have the assurance that His grace is given through those sacraments to us. In this particular case of confession, when you go to confession and say your sins to the sin to the priest, of course, you if you're doing it correctly and fulfilling the proper conditions, and the priest gives you the sacrament of absolution, you have the assurance that all your sins, even your mortal sins, have been forgiven by God. Of course, it's not wrong to ask God's forgiveness directly. You can always do that. I actually encourage people to always, if they sin, to ask God's forgiveness directly first, but then go to confession. And why is that? Uh, it is good to ask forgiveness to God, but for that interior act of repentance 
to be enough to obtain the forgiveness of all my mortal sins, I must have a perfect contrition for all my sins. What is perfect contrition? Perfect contrition means that I detest all my sins not for fear of the punishment, nor because I feel miserable because I see my weakness and I'm embarrassed by it, but perfect contrition means that I detest all my sins because I love God above all things and I am deeply sorry because through those sins I have offended Him who is God and who deserves all my love. That is then perfect contrition. Now, unfortunately, this perfect contrition is quite difficult to attain, and in any case, it is quite difficult to judge correctly whether we have actually acquired that perfect contrition or not. Instead, what is great about receiving the sacrament of confession is that this perfect contrition is not necessary for my sins to be forgiven. I have to be sorry for my sins and be willing to amend myself, of course, but my sorrow can be somewhat imperfect. It can be what we call attrition. What is attrition? It is a sorrow for sin that is good, but not so perfect. And that's usually what happens with us. We have a sorrow for sin that is somewhat imperfect. imperfect. It can be sorrow because I have offended God, and because I know that therefore I deserve some punishment, and I am somewhat afraid of that punishment as well. And that is a sort of contrition, but is imperfect, and we call it attrition. Now, this is the most common way of contrition for sin that is typically found among human beings, right? Now, the good news is that the sacrament of confession, through the absolution of the priest, perfects my attrition and make it, makes it such that together with the grace of the sacrament, I have the assurance that my sins are forgiven. We could say that the sacrament of confession changes my attrition into contrition. So that, I would say, is one of the main reasons why it is good and necessary to say my sins to a priest in confession. Now, another reason is that when I sin, I not only offend God, but also the people of God, the people around me. We could say we offend the church the community around me. And therefore, it is, it is just that I would confess my sins to a person who not only stands in the name of God, but also as a representative of the church of God, a representative of the community that is around me. So it's important to know, however, that the priest, when he hears confessions, he is bound by the seal of confession, which forbids him to say or to use any of the sins of a per that a person has confessed within confession. So he can't say what person committed such a such a thing, uh, sin. If he does, that's a grave sin and he incurs an excommunication. So, in a word, the sacrament of confession is an amazing way to allow God to lift you up from the rut of sin, so that even when you sin gravely, even if you, if you sin many times, if you repent and resolve to amend, you can always go to the sacrament of confession and be assured of God's forgiveness. I just think that the sacrament of confession is awesome. This is why I encourage you to go to confession frequently, maybe once or twice a month, and experience for yourself 
the amazing grace of God given directly to you through this sacrament of forgiveness, the sacrament of God's forgiveness to man. So thank you very much for sharing your time with me today. I hope you will be inspired by these thoughts to be grateful to our Lord for being so merciful to us and be inspired to receive the healing sacrament of God's mercy in your life. May God bless you and we will see you next time.